Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Shady Boots Podcast. I'm your host, Abel, and on today's podcast, I'll be recapping episode six and seven of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. Episode six was titled American Horror Story Coven Girls, while episode seven was titled Show of Queens. Now, let's get into this week's recaps. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Hold that pose for me. DJ, start the music. Category is. Alrighty, so just to briefly touch on last week. Last week, Ginger Minge went up against Mayhem Category Miller, is. who was the lip sync assassin. And actually, Ginger ended up sending Scarlet Envy home. So, Scarlet Envy is no longer in the competition. However, she is, as we all know, playing the game within a game. So, we. Maybe we'll see her again. Not sure how that's going to go quite yet. However, um, this week, the queens enter the room, and after Ginger's win over Mayhem, they wasted no time at all pulling out the lipsticks to decide like who voted for who out of the group. Inside the box were four for Scarlet and another four for Jan, creating basically what would have been a tie for an elimination um, with half the vote for Jan, um, she was very shocked and wanted to hear from the girls like why they chose her. Raja was one of the very first girls to speak up and she said that she couldn't have voted for either of the queens she worked with in the challenge while both Trinity and Eureka declared that Jen had the worst critiques and was in their minds the most deserving of leaving at that point in the competition. Um, I kind of agree. Like Raja definitely I see what Raja's saying. Like she um she doesn't want to send anyone home. And if she was going to send someone home, she wasn't going to vote for one of her teammates. So that made sense. Um, Jan was like a shock. She was emotional. Um, she really struggled to understand the critiques at the same time that Ginger admitted to almost choosing Kylie Sonique Love for elimination, which would have caused a fucking riot. If Ginger chose Kylie Sonique, oh my lord, y'all, like... I would, oh my god, Ginger would have been cancelled because, like, I I am living for Kylie Sonic Love right now. So, thank god that didn't happen. Um, anyways, the very next day, Rue arrives to present this week's Maxi Challenge. Um, this week is an acting challenge in the Rumerican Horror Story Coven Girls. So basically, it's like a play off of American Horror Stories, and um, it's they want to have the queens kind of, you know, give nod to some of the best actresses from American Horror Story seasons past. Uh, the decision for who would play which witch <laughs> was left to the queens themselves. Uh, Eureka jumped at the chance to play bearded witch with no fuss. A curiosity Davenport took on the voodoo doll, and everyone pushed Jan to play the glee club witch as it seemed tailor-made for her strengths. Uh, when it came to Jessica Lang inspired role, both Ginger and Kylie put their foot forward. Uh, Kylie made a good argument for needing the role to show something new and exciting for herself, uh, but Ginger definitely was not going to back down. Ginger was very, like, set, like, headstrong on being that character um, until she lost, uh, basically, the role in another rock, paper, scissors 
game, and that was how they did that. It's very diplomatic. I think a lot can get done with the rock, paper, scissors in this world, if you ask me. Uh, anyways, that left Pandora Box fighting for the witch that turned into Joan Crawford, Raja, and Trinity to play the two-headed sisters, and Ginger with the final role as a young, fashionable diva, not in Ginger's wheelhouse, you know, um, not young, not very fashionable. Like I said, I her entrance look from this season, I was like one of my least favorite. Um, she can sometimes put on looks, but I feel like she makes them very campy. And so being a young, fashionable diva, I think was a very strong um, task for Ginger to take on. So, as the queens have to prepare for their parts, Akira, she kind of stops to give a nervous Kylie uh, some great advice. She encourages her to embrace what she already knows and bring and tells her to bring that to the role because it will translate through with confidence. So, you know, she was just telling Kylie, like, girl, you have confidence. Like, you are the body. You are that bitch. So, like, let that shine and let that roll through, you know, let it show through this role. Just a little after the conversation between Akira and Kylie, uh, the queen herself, Angela Bassett, comes on the screen to answer any questions the queens had about their acting challenge. Uh, in the conversation, she explained that getting into character is about finding small things that define a person and hinging on that at the same time that you center on emotions. She said, like, take the good and use it and take the bad and use it. Um, she also gave like impersonations of some of her most famous, you know, characters that she played. And uh, she was definitely a, like an inspiration to all of these queens and got them very, very pumped for this episode. Uh, we move on and Ross Matthews and Michelle of Michelle Visage were on set to direct the queens through their scenes. In the first group, Raja took early heat for the high-pitched voice she chose for her character. Uh, Ross tried to direct her down from it and more toward the intense, intended lisp, but that didn't work out very well. Uh, and very similarly, uh, Akira struggled to find the balance between energy and attitude, sacrificing one for the other. She couldn't really do both in multiple takes with Michelle. Uh, meanwhile, Ginger and Jan were unsurprisingly soaring through the performances as seasoned actors because that is just what they do. They are strong in this, so they had no issues whatsoever with their acting and their lines and all of that. Uh, Kylie's starring role required a lot of work, including Michelle coming to the stage to actually act through the lines as an example for her to use. Uh, we're moving on to the very next day. And Kylie and Raja were both feeling very insecure about their performances because they didn't do so well during, you know, the, the, you know, the practice run with Ross and Michelle. They each stressed the importance of not getting in their heads about it and focusing on the runway as a chance to bounce back. It was also revealed that there might be something steamy brewing behind the scenes between Eureka and Trinity. Uh, hello, and, um... I don't know, the people were, rumors, I guess, all over online, Reddit, were saying this. I don't see it, <laughs> but you never know. I guess they'll never tell. I, we will see if they kiss and tell. <laughs> J 
Joining Rue on the main stage this week was Michelle and Ross, uh, Michelle and Ross, as well as guest judge Emma Roberts. Um, Ginger opened this week's runway category. Oh my God! In a black lace Victorian dress, carrying a voodoo doll, and Eureka followed as a bride of Frankenstein's in lingerie. She like had no shame. She didn't give a damn, and I loved it. Uh, Trinity went with oversized black tulle and feathers. Raja kept it tight in a very nice fitted pantsuit, and Akira wore a huge cross headpiece. Uh, Jan went full satan- satanic with a white painted face. Uh, Kylie made it in a very, very sexy, like, holy bodysuit showing all of her curves. Lots and lots and lots of skin. Kylie Sonic Love loves her skin. I love it. And then Pandora closed the runway in an elaborate widow's dress. Um, so the concept for their film was that each of the queens played a member of the Coven Girls Modeling Agency in New Orleans, either one of the instructing witches or a new applicant to join. When the applicants battled each other in displays of the witchy powers, the queens got to take their acting into overacting. In the end of the script, Rue surprised Rue surprised in a Soul Train host cameo spot. So, like, that took me for a second reading back my notes because I was like, what? And I remember, yeah, Rue loves a good cameo and he loves a good plug. He's like, now on iTunes, available on iTunes, thanks to this week's sponsor. And Rue um, will, he is shameless. And I love that about Rue. Uh, based on their performances in the film and their goth runway presentations, Rue announced that Pandora and Trinity as the two safe queens, leaving everyone else on stage to hear critiques as the tops and bottoms for this week's episode. Ginger was much loved by the judges for her performance as a scene stealer with strong physical comedy. Emma was a fan girl, like big time, for Eureka's overall energy both on the runway and in the show, with Michelle backing her up as being fearless, but noting that she got one note in the performance. So she was just like kind of monotone in performance. She didn't really like do it. Like she didn't do what needed to be done, basically, <laughs> to kind of just put it into shorter words there. Um, Ross had a tough time critiquing Raja because of the conflict between the their direction of her and her own choices for the character, and Michelle thought they could have helped her more if Raja had actually let them. Um, Akaria got praised for her runway look, but there weren't enough good moments in her performance of a character that should have been bitchier and more deadpan than she was able to give. After getting the critiques last week for being too much, Jan's too much this week hit a sweet spot according to the judges. Michelle acknowledged that it took a lot of work for Kylie to get a good performance, but at the end of the day, she exuded what Rue called star quality. Yes, fucking ma'am. Kylie is a fucking star. I love Kylie. So after all of the critiques, Rue decides that Kylie was the clear winner of the week, making the sixth unique challenge winner of the season so far. Ginger, Jan, and Eureka were all named as safe, leaving Raja and Akira as the two bottoms of the week. So that means they are vulnerable for elimination. We move on backstage. And the girls all, of course, congratulated Kylie on her first ever Drag Race win. And while Raja and Akira were faced with having to pit themselves against a close friend. 
Uh, this was very hard for the two girls because they're very good friends. And being in the bottom two, of course, they want to each plead their case and they both want to stay, but they don't want to see their friend go home. But at the end of the day, girl, it is a, like $100,000. Like, we don't got no friends. Like, no time for no new friends. Not here. No, ma'am. Um... Akira pleaded to Kylie with Top Belly, who wants to remain in the competition, to show her passion for drag. Raja spoke to the Safe Queens about track record and how going by that, she would deserve to stay this week. She also explained her bond with Akira and how hard it is to go up against her again, but didn't hold back from telling Kylie that this season, she is empowered to be better in large part because of Akira's friendship over the years. Akira was much less emotional in her pitch to the Safe Queens, but knew that being at the bottom for the third time was a tough track record to overcome. In the voting booth, we saw Jan vote for Akira, but of course, the rest were kept hidden from us. To determine who would decide on the elimination, Kylie was pitted against this week's lip sync assassin, Manila Luzon. Um, so they went head to head in a battle to Dirty by Christina Aguilera. Uh, with a very sexy song and outfit to match, Kylie proved unstoppable in the battle. Her backflips, splits, body sprawls across the stage made Rue's choice very, very clear. She was this week's winner. That meant that it was left to her alone to determine who would go home. She made that decision, and it was very, very tough for her, you can tell. But she actually ended up sending Akira home this week. So Akira is the queen that is gone for this week. However, again, one hour later, as we see her getting ready to exit, Rue comes on the screen about the whole clue, the game within a game. I'm like, girl, this is enough, girl. We're going into see episode seven now. Like, like when like when is a game within a game gonna happen y'all like i literally saw memes like after episode uh i'm a couple i'm behind a couple of episodes but after episode eight that just aired um there's like literally people saying like do i have to subscribe to paramount plus 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 to get the game within a game like what's happening like what are we missing like, where do we have to add to our subscription to get the game within the game? Because, girl, they be trying to drag out these drag race things. And I'm like, I'm, I can't. I need to find the winner. We need to know who's winning those doll hairs. Um, but, yeah, that is it for Episode 6 Cap. Again, that was American Horror Story Coven Girls. Uh, next up, we're going to take a quick break. And then we will be recapping Episode 7 Show Up Queen. So go get yourself a little glass of tea, get some coffee, get some water, hydrate yourself, and we will be right back. Category is bring it to the runway. Category is stars, statements, and legends. What category are you walking in? Femme Queen Realness. Femme Queen Realness is in the house. I've snatched before. Any other categories you're coming for? Butch Queen Realness. Butch Queen Realness. Well, honey, you might have that one in the bag. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Hold that pose for me. DJ, start the Well, all righty. I hope that you got hydrated and you are ready for all the tea to be spilled on Episode 7 of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. Again, this episode was titled Show Up Queen. 
Uh, this week on the sixth season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star, the seven remaining All-Stars formed groups to write and perform lyrics to a new, uplifting drag anthem. The challenge tested their ability to work in teams, as well as their stamina as on-stage performers, songwriters, singers, dancers, etc. As standard for the season, the challenge results in one top performing queen and a set of bottom queens for the week. The top queen lip-syncs against the secret assassin for the chance to choose which of the bottom girls should be eliminated. If the assassin wins, a group vote determines a consensus choice to leave instead. So on the last episode, if you missed the first half of this podcast, I don't know why you would be listening in the middle. But anyways, if you just by some reason just skipped to the middle, um, we saw a curious seed Davenport was sent home after Kylie Sonic Love beat the lip sync assassin Manila Luzon. Um, and so this week, after the elimination, the queens return to the workroom and Kylie is elated. Kylie is so happy that she is one. I'm happy that she's one. I'm like, yes, ma'am, yes, God, yes, Rue, all the above, yes, Beyonce, my goddess, everyone. I'm like, yes, ma'am, Kylie won. She deserved it. Um, so she came in with a determination to continue like on an upward trajectory in the competition. The other girls gave her praise for a top-notch lip sync, and Ginger pointed out that up until now she wasn't considered as a threat that she actually is. And then as typical, you know, as the show has gone on, the group unveiled the lipsticks from the group vote, revealing that it was also a unanimous vote for them for Akira to go home and that Raja had earned her place to stay. Jan pointed out that only two queens left haven't won a challenge, Pandora Box and Eureka. Jan being very shady. Welcome to Shady Boots, Jan. Uh, Pandora made it clear that she intends on stepping forward, but acknowledges that so far she has let other queens take the spotlight in some of the challenges. We are on to the next morning, and Mama Roo arrives to deliver this week's challenge, write and perform an uplifting drag anthem, Show Up Queen, that represents what they stand for as queens. To complete the challenge, Rue asks that Kylie and Raja stand as team captains. Raja chooses Jan and Trinity for her team, while Kylie chooses Ginger and Eureka for hers. That left Pandora as the very, very awkward oddball out. However, that devaulted her to Raja's team. As the groups prepared, Kylie was confident in her team's abilities, but Raja's team had the secret weapon of Pandora, who explained that she has always been a writer since a very, very young age. During a check-in with Rue later in that day, Ginger put also put herself forward as a songwriter, but Eureka and Kylie needed some encouragement from Rue in order to narrow down what they could actually potentially put into lyrics. Rue advised Trinity to not get preachy in her lyrics because um, Trinity wanted to talk about her 
her status, like her HIV status. And Rue was like, you don't want to be preaching to the, you know, the consumer. You want to make it about yourself where people can relate to it. So she was kind of giving Trinity some advice there. Um, and, uh, you know, she she doesn't, you know, basically she said she doesn't want people to feel like they're being taught something. They just want to bop to a song and at the same time gather that message, like read in between the lines themselves. And... Later on, the groups meet up with Leyland and Freddie Scott to record their verses. Kylie and Raja got positive feedback during the session, while Ginger and Trinity all needed some more coaching in order to get their lyrics and energy, big time energy, on the right page. Jan recorded a verse about loving herself, which a lot of people all over online and Eureka did not think addressed the assignment at all and was instead very self-indulgent. This wasn't anything that, like, you know, everyone else was trying to dig deep and Jan was very, very surface level, like, like surface level, I'm sorry. Like, I'm the best, yay me. Um, Jan, girl, this, you were a mess. Um... Next, the girls return to the stage to create and practice choreography. Team Raja let Trinity lead the stage uh, during this phase of the challenge as the best trained dancer on the team. Struggling to keep up, Pandora was noticeably out of place in the lineup, causing the other group to point out that her teammates should do something uh, to kind of fold Pandora into what the rest of them are actually able to do. So they really wanted, you know, they were making comments like maybe they should make some stuff easier for Pandora and kind of tone it down a little bit. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, when Team Kylie took the stage, it was very, very clear that without a leader of their own, they were lost and not exactly in a position to offer commentary on the downfalls of the opposing team. As the rehearsal continued, Kylie's confidence in her team began to waver. While in the makeup chairs before the show, Team Raja checked in with Pandora and offered support for her willingness to step out of her comfort zone and contribute without complaint. Ginger and Kylie were not as positive as they once were, commenting on how their lack of communication during the dance rehearsal was a huge wake-up call for their team. Uh, despite the hiccup, though, the group still felt like they, they would succeed based on their ability to get together. Overall, everyone was eyeing who in the group might earn the first, second win of the season. Should Eureka or Pandora not, I'm sorry, should Eureka or Pandora not earn the very first? Because again, as Jan pointed out, Eureka and Pandora are the only two that have not had a win this season so far. Joining Rue on the main stage this week was, of course, Michelle Visage and Carson Kressley, and then um, the Emmy-winning designer of Rue's dresses. Uh, Rue's dresses. I'm sorry, it is like late, and I can't spoke for some reason. But the designer of Rue's dresses, Zaldi. Uh, I love Zaldi. Yes, ma'am. I was so excited to see him there. Um, in the performance, both teams entered the stage together for a whole group performance. But the verses and choreograph, uh, choreography were split between them. Raja and Trinity held it down for their team, while Jan and Pandora seemed to be on different pages, both lyrically and in their energy. 
Uh, Kylie's scene was much more cohesive, but lacked the intricate choreography of Raja's. Now we are talking about the runway category, which was called Hot Tropics. Jen opened it up in a very JLo-inspired mix with snooky dress made for going to the grocery store, she says. Pandora followed in a mid-century airport look. Uh, oh my god. This is why Pandora hasn't won. Because her looks, they look okay. They look put together. They look nice. But damn, girl. Get out of your comfort zone. Nobody wants to see that old, like... Like, oh, I, I don't know how to say it nicely. Change it up, girl. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, moving on. I'm triggered by Pandora. Like, literally. Like, I'm so sick of her. Anyway, uh, Raja was next up, and she walked in a two-piece swimsuit while Trinity uh, went to Rio in a carnival leather... Uh, I'm sorry, feathered look. Very, very sickening look. Eureka also donned a swimsuit with beach accessories, while Ginger walked in a J-Lo dress very similar to Jan's. However, it was a little bigger. It was, like, a little bit, like, oversized. Like, it was, like, like homegirl was tripping on it, literally. Like, it was just too much. And then Kylie also wore feathers, but in a very Vegas showgirl style, and I loved it. With only seven girls left, the judges provided critiques for each one of them. Carson thought that Jan looked great, both in performance and runway, but overall the judges agreed that her lyrics did not go deep enough and Rue said her performance lacked soul. I agree. Like I said, Jan was very, very surface. She did not give what needed to be given. It was just a hot disaster mess. Uh, Pandora was applauded for her ten for her attention to detail and looks, but it was widely accepted that dancing was not her strength, and Michelle thought she dropped the ball in the lyrics as well. On the flip side, though, uh, Raja was praised for her lyrics and the energy she brought, and Trinity was told she's so fun to watch, and it was clear that the group was choreographed by her. Um, you could tell that she really put thought into it, and that she that's her forte. You could definitely tell. Uh, Michelle, to Michelle told Eureka that she's always fun in her runway looks, and loved that she went deep in her lyrics while still being fun. The judges overall liked Ginger's lyrics, you know, the most, and her style of performance, but she took a hit for having a very, very subpar look compared to everyone else. It was, like I said, it was very sloppy. It looked like she got, like, a big comforter, like, not a comforter, but, like, like a sheet, like a big, large bed sheet, like, from, like, I don't know, like, at a resort somewhere, and, like, she, like, put it over her and, like, use that as, like, a gown. Like, it was bad. It was really bad. I did not like it whatsoever. Um, yeah, it was, girl, it was real bad. If you haven't seen it, you need to, like, literally go look it up now. Um, Kylie actually got rude to scream bombshell for her look, and Michelle finally said she loves green on the runway for the very first time ever because everyone knows Michelle Visage hates the color green but Michelle said it for the first time uh, noting um, Kylie's green wig she absolutely loved it uh, she did say though that her lyrics weren't quite as inspirational as they should as like everyone would have hoped uh, based on the critiques, Trinity was named the top performer of the week, becoming the first person to grab a second win for the bottom. 
Uh, Rue named only two this week, Jan and Pandora. So again, the bottom two this week were Jan and Pandora. Um, two bitches I really don't care for, so I was like, whatever. <laughs> um, backstage, the group lavished praise on Trinity and admitted that maybe they should have gotten rid of her in the first week when they had the chance. Uh, Pandora did get emotional over her placement in the bottom, admitting that even as a non-dancer, she stopped herself from going too deep in her lyrics because that's just a very hard place for her to go. And I was like, okay, I get that, but bitch, that was literally the task. Like, bitch, literally the task was to go deep with your lyrics, and you couldn't do that on All-Star 6. The fuck? Like, I... Help me... Help me help Pandora make sense, because it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I I just... I, I was so confused by that. Like, I was so annoyed with her. Um, oh, my God. I was so annoyed. <laughs> um, it was very, very, very annoying to see her, like, all emotional and not wanting to get deep or whatever. But, um, anyways, so... Jan also got emotional, but on the basis that she struggles to find a happy medium between being fun and giving the judges what they want. Uh, in her conversation with Pandora, Trinity wanted to know why Pandora deserves to stay, despite having not won a single challenge yet. Pandora pointed out that it's Jan's third time in the bottom, Shade, and Jan then explained to Trinity that her lows have been balanced by highs and that she is capable of bouncing back and continuing to perform strong in the competition. Jan went hard against Pandora like she was not playing Shady, shady Boots, uh, claiming that she wouldn't be able to meet the standards of performance in the top four. In the voting booth, we see Jan and Pandora swap lipsticks for each other, but the votes of the other queens were very kept very secret, of course. Trinity said, um, you know, she sees a lot of herself in Jan as a performer, and when it comes to Pandora, the big question is whether or not she's capable of actually winning a challenge. She can't. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, for the lip sync, Trinity was pitted against the Assassin of the Week, Alexis Mateo. In their battle to Jennifer Lopez's Dance Again, Trinity was ready to show off her flawless ability to hit choreography perfectly, while Alexis was able to bring her own flair with a bright smile throughout. The, it was such a close, close call, um, but Trinity's wig flew off, and despite her uh, quick recovery, Alexis had been declared the winner. Trinity's loss meant that the group vote would determine this week's elimination. Alexis reveals that their chosen lipstick was Pandora. And then she says, I have another lipstick. And it was Jan. That meant it was a tie between the remaining safe girls. Uh, according to Rue, the rules state that only the only way to break the tie is for Trinity to reveal her lipstick. So Trinity then revealed her lipstick and eliminated Jan. Um, Jan walked out and Trinity pleaded with her to stay on 110, uh, encouraging her to keep her high energy forever. Jan exited, believing that she was eliminated. But of course, Rue stopped her. There's a game within a game. We're sick of this game within a game. Like, girl, let's... Not let's not. Um, I'm really getting tired of these like 
I love Drag Race. Like, obviously, I love Drag Race if I have this entire podcast for Drag Race and a legendary and drag culture and in general. But I'm so, so sick of these, like, six-month seasons. Like, I appreciate a good quick and done. Like, like I have other things to watch, girl. Like, what are, like I have not even been able to get caught up with... Um, the Drag Race Down Under, Drag Race España. I haven't been able to catch up because between, you know, work and all of my podcasts and all of the RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6 episodes, I'm like, girl, when am I going to watch Down Under Season 1? By the time I know it, UK Season 2 is coming out. Or UK, is this Season 3? I think it's coming out. Two or three. And then Canada's about to come out. And I'm like, oh my lord. This is just, it's a lot. So enough complaining. That is it for this week's episode recaps of episode six and six. I'm sorry, episode six and seven of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. I am obviously tired and exhausted and cannot speak anymore. So that is it for this week's episode of the Shady Boots Podcast. Next week, I'll be recapping episode eight of Drag Race All-Star 6. Until then, stay shady, my friends. Have a good day. Bye.